Here we go, here we go. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Elaine Podcast. I am your host, the one and the only Emisha. And today we have my dear friend, Kyla Nicole. And so I'm going to let her introduce herself first, um, because I know her, but you guys don't, or you may. So if you don't, here she is. Wow. Well, well, well. Thank you so much for having me. And hello, everybody. My name is Kyla Nicole, Dr. Kyla Nicole. So they say... (laughs) (laughs) We gotta put that out there. And I am um, so excited to be here. Uh, This is like, this is my first podcast post-COVID. So this should be really interesting. I feel like I've had a whole lot bobbled up inside. So this should be a really dope um, recording. So thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Thank you for having me, blessing me. Of course, of course. So, okay, so tell us about your businesses um, and what you do because you have a lot of titles. Oh, my God. Lord, what do I do? What don't I do? That's become the question. What don't I do? Um, But yes, so my business is Kyla Nicole. Of course, I love it absolutely so much. I have probably been in this entrepreneur world since 2012. Um, I own a publishing company. I brand and help develop entrepreneurs deal with their policies, formation, foundation, uh, manuals, HR stuff, you know, the stuff nobody likes to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's super duper exciting. And then, of course, I coach. And so there are slots there where there's trauma, there's life, there's direction, there's finances, but I really heavily deal in the trauma world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, as you mentioned, I have all that. All of of that. I'm also a wife, a mom, you know, Mm -hmm. all the titles that us women are, friends, somebody's sibling, somebody's homegirl. So my life is full. It's full. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to dive into your coaching because I feel like now um, it's very, very important for me. I know focusing on my mental health and everything Mm -hmm. and just being open and transparent about what I'm going through. So I guess I wanted you to talk a little bit more about like how they can possibly reach you and like what areas, like like what could they possibly be the reasons that they would reach out to you? Cause some people may think like, um, they may not know, I guess mm-hmm. because of, there's difference between you said coaching and like being a therapist. Yeah. So can you like make that? Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people that really I have therapy and a coach, a therapist and a coach. You know, I feel like you should have all the things because everybody serves a different role in your life. You know, every coach is different. Every therapist is different. So I think that it's important to first identify, excuse me, one, that there's nothing wrong with having both. But I do feel like you have to be a little bit more specific when you're talking about a coach because that coach is designed to hold you accountable, to to provide you with solutions, to kind of push you, opposed to your therapist, maybe trying to help you navigate through figuring out 
what's mm-hmm. happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people the, the simplest way that I can always describe it is, okay, listen, you know, if you have a treasure box and you have dug it up and, and it was in your yard, you know exactly where it's at. Right. You're, you know, you're like, okay, this is it. I'm ready to open it. I got the key. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and get this done. Mm-hmm. Then, hey, coach is where you are. Okay. But if it's I kind of had this box, I don't exactly know where it's buried. You know, I don't exactly right. know how to find it, you know. And, and when I get close to it, I just kind of be like, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. You might need a therapist. Right. You know what I mean? Because there has to be different levels of understanding and progression mm-hmm. and ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In both of those stages. So sometimes I always tell people you have to first identify what it is that you're going through. Um, and you have to identify what type of support you need. If you're out there right now, especially with COVID, like it was just such a hard time for people that I think everybody needed all the things. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it shined light on this uh, box that we have with mental health. You know, right. it's you kind of have to have this or that, or Mm-mm. if you do this, then maybe it's not that. And I'm like, you know, we're at this time in the season where, listen, have all the things, get all the support, but get what you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, at some point, you got to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and be like, listen, I'm struggling in my business, you know, not because I don't have the sales or the pitches or the formulas or the support, but maybe it's, I'm really bad at procrastinating. Right. Maybe I have commitment issues. Maybe I don't have the tenacity that I thought. Maybe I'm not in my lane. Like you have to be really, really honest about mm-hmm. that. Um, and I think if people do that, then I think that they can figure out and in turn decide, oh, this is what I need, right. you know? Okay, so I wanted to talk more about, like, your background. So where are you from? Okay. I am from Illinois, born and raised, Joliet, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there, gosh, up until I got graduated high school and went down to Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. I was there for about 10 years. Um, and then my season changed there Mm -hmm. and I landed in Georgia 90 days later, Mm. uh, which was really cool because I had the opportunity to be closer to my parents. Um, you know, and now I'm getting ready to transition again to get a little bit closer. So, you know, everybody will have to stay tuned to see where I land. But, um, it's, it's, I, I feel like I've been all over, you know, being from the Midwest mm-hmm. and then having to attend undergrad in, in college in Florida, mm-hmm. it was a culture shock, mm-hmm. you know? And so I kind of wanted to get a little bit closer to what I thought I knew, you know? So grad school, I, I went to Northeastern and in Boston, I was like, Oh, so cold. <laughs> I'm like, this is different. I'm like, I'm like, this, this different than Illinois cold now. Like, well, oh, what's this, okay. you know? It's a different type of code, yeah. And so um, I landed back, you know, in in, in the South, and I've been rocking and rolling ever since. Okay, so um, I remember my favorite thing, one of my favorite things to do was to go to your events. So it's been a minute since you've had one of your events. So what what was your favorite part about hosting those events? You know, I love humans, um, and I truly want us to win, you know, in all capacities. Like, I just think that the human is dope. And then when you start adding woman to that, black woman to that, successful black woman to that, mm-hmm. you know, successful black entrepreneur woman to that, like, we yeah. just get doper. So 
one of the best things about my event was being able to bring these women together from different walks of life and have these loud discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is how I think. How do you think? You know, this is this is what happened to me. What happened to you? Because I feel like there's not enough storytelling in our community amongst one another. Mm-hmm. We're very quick to tell the world. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to us having to share those stories, help other people overcome those hurdles, mm-hmm. save people from themselves, we kind of, we're still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't find that. And I needed it. You know what I mean? I wanted it. And I figured, well, I can't be the only person in the world that wants this. So, you know, it's like they say, if you can't find it, create it. Mm. I love that. If you can't find it, create it. That's it. (laughs) And so, let's see. All right. And you've done all of this as a mom. And you had your first child at 17. So, how has it been being a mom over the years? Oh, man. Um, It's surreal to think that in, gosh, what's today? The day is the 18th. Mm -hmm. So, like, 13 days or something like that, I have a 16-year-old. And I had my son at 17, and and I really was just having this conversation, like, maybe I didn't do so bad um, with accomplishments. You know, he's, he's doing good. He's got his first job. You know, he's... He's been able to travel and see things, and so that's always exciting. But in the personal world, it, it's been it's been wild. You know, sometimes you get on autopilot. Yeah. You know, when you're doing those things because you have all these expectations of yourself, and then you have all of these um, things that you're trying to not allow to project on you. You mm-hmm. know, based on your situation or your circumstance. So you're combating all these different things. Um, And so truthfully, you know, it's had its ups and its downs, but it's one thing about it is flown by. You know, the idea that this person 16 is like, wait, I remember, you know, this child being six, seven, eight, and people saying, enjoy it, it goes by, it's very fast, you know, it's this. And and now, you know, a sense of, of panic comes on you know because you're like holy snap like it's real it's here you know um and then there's the the world things and another black boy and a black teen and you know so it's 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 moment by moment you know what I mean it's but I definitely pat myself on the back Mm -hmm. you know I've learned to give myself the grace that I so often extend and I have I rejoice in just where I sit today because it's like I came a long way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somehow magically I managed to, you know, be a teen mom, graduate high school, graduate college, go on to finish post-grad work and, you know, mm-hmm. start a business and still work and build. You know, all these mm-hmm. things, you know, have a successful relationship with your children, your parents, your spouse. It's like, okay. This can be done. So, all right. So, all of these things just that you have accomplished, what's next? What are some of your upcoming goals that you are like, this is what I've been waiting on. This is what I'm looking forward to. Oh, my gosh. What a phenomenal question. Um, my birthday's coming up in July. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and every year, you know, I start to close out and ask myself that, like, what's next? Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited that this this next season is beyond personal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really get to focus on myself and self-development and growth. And so there are things that I love to do that I'm excited to get back to. You know, I used to do radio, so I'm excited to venture back into that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, owning a publishing company, you I've published so many books, mm-hmm. but it's been years mm-hmm. since I've dropped books. You know what I mean? Right. And so I'm excited to get back to work and and writing and finishing projects because I have right. projects that are there that are mm-hmm. like, all you need to do is focus, yeah. you know? So I'm excited next. Um, I'm excited for the next season. I, I will be releasing a trauma planner soon that is going to really deal trauma and help planner. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in some of the darkest parts of their life, because it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Everybody, they don't know. Do I need a coach? Do I need a therapist? Mm-hmm. You know, how much of this can I work through on my own in my safe place? Mm-hmm. Or how much of this do I need to get support? And so mm-hmm. the trauma planners, you know, deals with trauma and, and divorce and financial ruin and, you know, starting over things that are very, uh, you know, 85% of the world deal with right on some level. You know what I mean? We've all had a bad breakup mm-hmm. that, 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 that grief is there. You know what I'm saying? Right. That brokenness is there. So there's, you know, an area in grief. And, you know, we've all made bad money decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what happens, you know, how, how do you get back on track? <laughs> what do you do? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to release that along with other projects. And, and um, I'm looking forward to just seeing how I evolve in this, this next season. So, Well, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I'm along for the ride always. Yes. Okay, so... What advice would you give to mm. people like me, like early 20s, recent grads? You know what? Um, man, if I was your age, you know, 10 years. You're, you're 10 years my, yeah, my, my younger, younger, yeah. younger, you know, <laughs> like self, self, you know. Um is that it's going to be okay, it'll all work out. And I know that that's such a cliche thing. But, mm-hmm. man, I can't tell you how how many instances or how many moments in my 20s I spent worrying about things that I couldn't control, mm-hmm. that I couldn't fix, um, that I, you know, had done all that I had, could do mm-hmm. and still allow it to, to sit on me. And so I would say, you know, anything that's outside of your control, you really have to work to master Mm-hmm. Um, letting that go because it's how you're going to walk in your purpose. It's how you're going to mm-hmm. walk in your your giftings, your callings, the, um, the the goals and the dreams and aspirations you have. Much of that is allowing the energy, the universe, God, whomever you you are connected to, to mm-hmm. guide you and lead you. Right. So when you start putting your hands in things and you start you know pressing and pushing and pulling and knocking and grabbing and kicking, you always want to just pause and ask yourself, okay, am I aligned? Mm-hmm. Am I where I need to be? Oh, okay. Well, I can't control this. I did everything. If it ends up another way, then that must be the better way for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would definitely say that. And um, man, enjoy. Mm-hmm. There is so much um, life to be lived in your 20s. If you're single, stay single. You know what I'm saying? Amen to Live that. your <laughs> life. Because now is the time for you to work on yourself. Now is the only time where you don't have to consult anybody else. Oh and a gosh. lot of people don't don't really realize that, you know, people want to be married and they want to be in relationships, but they like the idea of it more than they do 
understanding the work that comes with it. That's what I was just thinking about yeah. the other day. I was like, do I really want to be in a relationship or yeah. do I just like the, the idea, idea of yeah. being in a relationship? And, it, and it, I mean, who doesn't like the idea? You get what I'm saying? Like, Nobody, everybody want to be in love. Exactly. You don't want to do life <laughs> alone. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard That's out hard. here. But at the same time, you have to be ready for it. You have to create space for it. You have to understand right. how you are, mm-hmm. you know, what you are. So I would say in those 20s, man, focus on becoming very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you deal with your flaws and you address them, no one can utilize them against you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I said, it's cute little things like this that we read, but it's things we have to digest and understand. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on where you want to go and what you want to do, you got to be able to address your highs and your lows. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing that you fail to address is the thing that's going to derail you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sweep it under the rug all you want to, but right. eventually that thing becomes bigger. It bleeds over, it spills over, Mm -hmm. and it left unaddressed, it'll derail your entire, you know, plans. So that that would be my, that would be my kicker, you know what I mean? Take it moment by moment, day by day. Yeah. And um, live your best life, you know? Be safe, be smart, you know, think about the things that you're doing today Mm -hmm. that 10 years from now, Mm. are you going to want to explain to your kids, to your spouse? Right. You know what I'm saying? And if that's yes, cool. But you also just have to live your life knowing that at some point it's going to evolve beyond you. Mm-hmm. And so you just want to make sure that you're doing things today that your future self is going to thank you for and not be angry with you for. Right. And so that's 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 how you want to think about it. All right. So <laughs> we could go on and on and on and on and on. And I'm pretty sure... We will have another conversation of to catch up again. So I'm going to go through some of these topics with you. All right. So we're going to start this first topic off. Y'all, I got a little song for y'all right quick. Because when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, I need to I need to sing this for y'all. So y'all just listen. Listen right quick. So I, when my birthday had came, I was very, very upset because I was thinking that I was going to have to go to the mall and find me something to wear because my package with my clothes did not come in yet. And I was so freaking <laughs> like looking at, looking at my email, like when it's going to come in, when it's going to come in. And then it finally came in and I was like, oh, now I don't have to go to the mall at the last minute. So I created this little song for the FedEx man because as soon as he was walking up the driveway, I opened the door and was standing right there waiting on him. <laughs> and he was like, you must have been waiting on this package. I was like, yes, you don't understand because y'all kept. When I tell y'all, I literally drove to the FedEx headquarters in Atlanta to try to go pick up my package because it kept saying that it wasn't going to be here in time. And mm-hmm. I was not going to play with it. So here got my song. <clears throat> come on, Mr. FedEx man, come, come here. Oh, yeah, Mr. FedEx man, come, come here. Oh, yeah, Mr. FedEx man, come, come here. Oh, yeah, Mr. FedEx man, come, come here. I was waiting for my package. Where my clothes? I was waiting for my package. Where my clothes? Oh, yeah, Mr. FedEx man, come, come here. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, y'all. FedEx man, I was waiting on him for my clothes, and I thought that was cute and funny. But anyways, all right, so the next topic is, um, we out here sharing niggas. 
So I need y'all to wrap it up, okay? Um, this this is this is why I came up with this topic because I was just thinking like, if you're in the middle of like something or whatever, and he don't even try to use protection, it makes me feel like you do this on a regular. Mm. It makes me feel like you don't use protection on a regular. Right. And I don't like that. So, ladies, y'all be safe out here. I personally like to keep me a little protection in my purse just just in case because you just, you just never, you never know. You don't never want to get caught slipping, okay? So, that's my little tip for y'all. All right. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. And leave a review. You can follow us on Spotify. If you search the initial that you want podcast, we'll come up. Alright, so let's talk about it. Forgiveness. So I wanted to get your thoughts on forgiveness. How important is forgiveness to you? You know what? So... I think forgiveness is huge, and I think forgiveness is more about us and the mental state that we're in than what the other person has done. Um, I have an interesting thought process about it, you know, because I feel like offense and lack of forgiveness um, is a trap because it really stunts your growth. Mm. It's like poison. Um, when we have an inability to forgive somebody else, essentially we can't forgive them because we've not forgiven ourselves mm-hmm. for whatever that decision is. It's like, oh, I can't believe I dealt with you. Oh, you right. tired ass nigga. That's crazy. You know, we do, do we do that. You So we're not angry uh-huh. with that particular person. We're angry that we allowed or we feel or we think, or we betray, it's on us. You get what I'm saying? Mm. The grudge that we hold is is really a codependent grudge Mm. because essentially it says that if you hadn't done this, then I would be okay. But that's not their responsibility. It's yours. You get what I'm saying? So if you've done something to me, it was the lack of my boundary. Mm. It was the lack of my decision. It goes back to what I was saying before, being Mm self-aware. There are certain things and decisions and situations I don't find myself in because I'm incredibly Mm self-aware. So I'm not not saying I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I'm functioning on such a higher plane that I don't even attract that type of energy for you to be able to treat me that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we're not gonna run into that. And of course you can't you can't prevent it all. You're gonna you're gonna sometimes receive the foolishness. Sometimes you're the recipient of mess that you haven't sold. But as it specifically relates to forgiveness, I think that it's just really important for people to understand that it holds you up. Um you do more damage um ending amicably and walking away. You know, my mm-hmm. mom used to tell me, Hey, you know, the best way to get back at a person is not to be spiteful or revengeful, but to remove yourself from their life. Don't give them the opportunity to do the thing that they did. Now, of course, you have to extend grace and you have to show people, teach people, love people through sometimes their mistakes and things of that nature. But I'm specifically talking about people who, you know, they just done tried you for the hundredth time and you like don't even worry about it. You right. know what I'm saying? Those are the people that we say, hey, you know what? Listen. I'm cool because you wouldn't have been able to do all of these things without me allowing you to do it. Right. So I've said what I've said. I feel how I feel. 
it's better that we let bygones be bygones. Um, and as you exercise that skill and that trait, you'll be able to see things before they even get bad. Right. You know, I meet people all the time, and after a couple conversations, it's like, oh, we're just not going to be a good fit. doesn't mean they're a bad person. Right. They're just not my person. I'm not mm-hmm. their person. You know what I mean? But what happens is when we find ourselves in the situations of, I have to forgive you, typically, if we track it back, we probably shouldn't have had dealings or involvement with that situation to begin with. Mm-hmm. We knew it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We, we knew it. We played with it. We avoided it. So, therefore, I can't get mad at you. Because it was me. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to play with a little bit of fire. I got burned. Mm-hmm. But it's easier for people to not be accountable to themselves. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to blame you. Right. Then it is for me to be like, yeah, you jacked that up. That's that self-awareness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I'm not walking in unforgiveness for anybody because I feel like there's such a level of maturity and growth that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it works something out in you. Mm-hmm. And it shows you what you're made of. Mm-hmm. And it opens the doors for when you make those mistakes mm-hmm. to have the reciprocal grace given back to you. Okay. So. Mm. Gave y'all some little nuggets. <laughs> some little nuggets. Okay, so I'm looking good on time so I can talk about this. So growing up, I, I think I've talked about this before, but I really feel like there's this thing called pretty privilege Mm -hmm. and it's like people I feel like if you are more on the attractive side people kind of like try to bully you Mm -hmm. to make you feel like you're less than because you look a certain way Mm. so Mm. um, because I've, I've experienced people telling me like Oh, so you think you better than mm-hmm. us or you think you better than me or whatever. And it was never my intentions to make anybody feel like I was better than them or anything. Um so how have you ever experienced that or have you heard someone talk about it about like pretty privilege or whatever? Oh yeah. It um it comes up all the time in in certain rooms and conversations that I have. Um, y'all, it's so funny. We sitting here, we're doing this, and we have this great bay window mm-hmm. that we're doing this in front of, and there's a bunny right oh, there. That's what you're so I'm sitting at. here pointing at the bunny, y'all, trying to talk at the same time, <laughs> and she's like looking at me like, I don't. I don't see what I'm you blind. see. Now I see what <laughs> now you see. Now you see the there's a bunny right there. Cute. And it's just it was refreshing to see y'all. But anyway, um, pretty privilege. And and so coming up for me, it was, you know, light skin, dark skin. That was okay, the thing. I experienced that too. You know, light skin, dark skin. Um, I think that this world is full of all sorts of biases, right? And all That's sorts all of privileges. And I get frustrated that we consistently buy into the narrative knowing that they will throw it out there Mm -hmm. for us to take it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just hate that we're still like, oh, you're light-skinned. You know, they like you more. You're less aggressive. You know, they can mold you more. You get promotions more. And and some of that may be true, but none of that is is my fault. None of that's in my control. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's the system's that the world have put before us. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people when you come across it, I'm not going to be mad at you. How do I dismantle that system? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I exercise my voice and my influence Mm -hmm. to make change? That's how change happens. Not us sitting here bickering about it, going back and forth and being like, well, you know she got that because of this. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But now that I've had, maybe she needs to be educated. You know what I'm saying? Maybe her worldview is like that and it's been shaped by no fault of her own. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, when I, I got into grad school and undergrad or whatnot and all the grads and posts and whatever I it was like culture shock mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I, I really hadn't had a first experience with racism until I was in college until I was your age you know what I'm saying like I was sitting in a law school class you know so at 22 confused. and I didn't know what what they were going you know I was sitting here with a blue suit on after the Obama election, that in which I didn't even stay up and watch because I had finals. <laughs> so I didn't even know who won. You know what I'm saying? I had picked out my clothes the night before. You yeah. know, and I showed up. Yeah. I showed up my rightful place in the world only to have someone saying, mm, uh, you know, I guess you like the donkeys. And it's like, I don't know what that Excuse means. Excuse me? You know what I'm saying? And I You're was just making like, assumptions because of what you see. Because you see me in yeah. a blue suit the yeah. day after. You know what I'm saying? So this world has all of those things. But I wish that I wouldn't have felt that rejection from my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know what was happening. I had to stop and call and be like, man, you know, they said this. What, 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 what could that mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, welcome to the world of, of yeah. you know, racism. And it's like, for real, yo? Like, that's what we're doing? Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. We, we, we've, we've come so far, but we still have so much left to do. So much. You know, and it's exhausting. <laughs> that look, that's a whole nother topic. It's exhausting. Yeah, that's exhausting. We you have know. to stick a pin in that one. Yes. All right. Visit www.theelainebrand.com. Make sure you shop our store. We have bundles, wigs, and lashes. Also, don't forget to check out our podcast mugs and water bottles. Contact customer service, email shop at theelainebrand.com. Okay, so Amisha eats. So, um, I haven't really been eating out a lot lately, but I'm trying to think of a place that I went to that was really, really good recently. Hmm. I really have not, because I usually try to try a new place for this segment of the show, but I just haven't got a chance to. Mm. Well, I can plug myself because you just ate an amazing dish. I did. So let me tell y'all. So Kyla just whipped up and gave me a new recipe. We're going to call this shrimp scampi pasta. Mm -hmm. Yes. Shrimp scampi pasta. Lemon. Lemon. Garlic. Garlic. Shrimp scampi pasta. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, delicious. Afterward, I felt so good. I had to lay down. You know food good when you got to lay down afterwards. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. So, I'm going I'm to give that to you for today for Amisha's Eats. All right. It's time to take a trip down memory lane. So, y'all, I was thinking about... <laughs> I don't yeah. know why this came up in my head, but I be trying to think about stuff from my past to tell y'all that I think it's funny. <laughs> So, um, when I was younger, I would be over at my auntie house all the time, and she had this little thing, and I used to be like, hmm, this look like a little back massager, 
or whatever. So I ain't gonna mess with it because she always kept it like in her bed, plugged up, whatever. I never messed with it. Now that I'm older and I know what it is, I'm like, that was my auntie's vibrator the whole time. <laughs> she had the big one. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The 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 big one with the with the big knob. I forgot the name of it, but. Mm. Oh my gosh, I was off. I was sitting there touching my auntie vibrator. Mm. Didn't even know what it was for. Thinking mm. it's for her back to make her back feel better. Mm. It was for something else. But uh, okay. yeah, so that's my little story for today. Mm. Um, that's horrible. So I had another instance with a family member like this. So <laughs> when mm. I was younger. We, we used to stay with my grandma in the summertime. So I went down there. I'm in her room. I look in her uh, nightstand. And it's this huge, <laughs> mm. this huge purple dildo. Mm. And it was like glittery. I would never forget wow. this in my life. Oh, my gosh. And at the time, you don't know what it is. You just like... Ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we knew that's not something we should have been messing with, so right. we just put it back. So, yeah, y'all hide your stuff from your kids that because part. we definitely um, be in your stuff. Kids definitely be in your stuff, for sure. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because now I know what it is. And but that's at the like, time, that, oh, did, I did not she know. Still, is she still alive and everything? Like, do Who, you still grandma? see her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's what all I be thinking about. My grandma is still alive. But she's, my grandma is, she's probably going to listen to this. She's listening to the podcast. My grandma is a cool grandma. I like, love that. She's really, really cool. So, like, yeah. Yeah. She She's really cool. Yeah. Still, still to this day, like, she's very young, spirited, I right. would say. I, so, my grandma's 93, 93, 96, and she's still pretty good, like, she's still in our right mind, everything, we kind of, kind of keep her, keep her busy, but you can tell she's getting older, Mm -hmm. but girl, she be telling her stories, (laughs) uh, back in the nation, 11 kids, you know what I'm saying, she be like, that one time I had that one boy on the video, we be like, what? It's so, so cool. I love sitting down, like, having those conversations because it's so much wisdom. But, man, they are just so, listen, I I really, it's like full circle. You know how you growing up and your parents be like, I was your age before. Yeah. You know, I did this before. We be like, oh, my God, now you're then, now you're then. <laughs> and we'll be wanting to listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my grandma, firsthand, I was like, yo, that lady knows it. Like, she, I'm about to go ask. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, I can't believe asked her that i was like i mean yeah who else would know i mean you got nine decades in sis Mm -hmm. give me the tea Mm -hmm. immediately because i need to know how to preserve my next five they they, they don't experience the original og the old triple o o og yeah all right so um Make sure you email the Elaine Brown at gmail.com. I am accepting <laughs> advice letters, so you can email me and you can promote your business, shout out to your friend or family member, or ask for advice. 
So, Amisha's playlist. So, um, this song called Used To by G.I. I really like him. I just started listening to mm. his music. So, check him out. Ooh, Dave East, Know How I Feel, <laughs> featuring Mary J. Blige. Oh, listen. That's my song. That's, I feel like I need to listen to it when we're done. Like, okay. don't worry about it. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, so this next section is called Ask Misha. And so you can, usually I'll have a question that somebody else asks me. But since you're here, you can ask me something. Oh, my and God. And I have to answer as honestly as oh I possibly God. can. The pressure is on. I don't even know what to ask because this is live recordings and stuff. <laughs> I can't. I can't be put up to that. We have to reverse it. Like, <laughs> you, have, you have to ask me or something. Because I just can't. I cannot live with this woman. Y'all, do y'all know what the question she asked? You know what I'm saying? No, right. no. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm. Um, I don't know. Ask her. I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. I'm thinking in my mind, that? what is there anything that I want to ask that I don't already know? See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it's bad for me. <laughs> because I already asked the things that I want to know anyway. So I'm like, child, we can't ask that question because it ain't their business. Oh, yeah, we can't ask those type of questions. See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? So I don't know. We might have to. Okay, okay, maybe here's one. I mean, one. we could, but we just can't say no name. Right, right. See, we don't even play with it. We don't okay. play with it. Okay, here's a good one for you. So, um, what is, okay, okay, I'll say since you're the younger gen, mm-hmm. what is it that you, from your experience, would want to say to people like me to help people like you? And when I say people, I'm talking about age. So I don't want nobody right. to think it's black, white, right. or anything like that. It's like, okay, from the younger generation, what is the one thing that you all wish we would understand or we knew or or the, or the biggest way that we can help you guys in your world? Uh, you told me to ask a question. <laughs> That's what you said. You already know my questions are novels. Okay. So... Hmm. I feel as if uh, I'm trying to think because like for me I feel like it's not necessarily you per se but just the people before us like Mm -hmm. our professors and like our you know teachers and coaches and stuff like that like our mentors, I feel like they really need to be honest about what it means to be an adult. Because I feel like everything was kind of like sugar-coated. Mm. And it was kind of like watered down. Yeah. Like, oh, all you got to do is do this, do that, and, and yes. you'll be straight. And it's not that simple, yeah. you know? And That's I true. And I just wish, like, they would have been more like, okay, this is the real. It's going to be hard. You're mm-hmm. going to have to freaking go through the mud Mm -hmm. to even barely get the bare minimum. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, I would probably say just be as honest and open and transparent about your story and like the things that you went through um, 
to get to where you are because I just feel like a lot of things was sugar-coated and, like, watered down about what it meant to be an adult. Mm -hmm. And so, like, transitioning into adulthood for me has been a little difficult because I, I told this to my mom. I was just like, I honestly just don't feel like I was really prepared for it. Right. Um, I don't feel like I really had the right type of guidance that I need. And then, mm-hmm. like, me personally, um, I I have a relationship with my father, but he's not really in the picture. So that's already, like... A thing. A thing. Yeah. And so not having two parents that's, like, backing me up while I'm trying to enter into this world is, like... Ugh. Yeah. And you know what, though? I think that that's a gap in our generation as well. Um, just the lack of sharing and experiences, you know, there's so much that was so taboo and private when Mm, I was coming up. And I think that that has been a perpetuated, um, behavior. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like, we have this whole, because I went through it, you got to go through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I really, that is something that I actively do my best with people I come in contact. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like I can't I can't make you do it, I can't change you, but I can give you the information which is more than I got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just do that with my kids as well. So I love that, but that's a great message. And um it really just solidifies what I think, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh it helps me go back to tables that I sit at and mm-hmm. say, you know, this is what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's how we make change. So Okay. I love mm. it. All right. So, all right. The last section of the show, stay in your lane. Um, I just wanted to say I'm going to address you like the numbers on your house. Okay? I'm going to keep it real. Um, Me, I, I'm the type of person where it's like if I have a problem, I don't want to sit here and text back and forth. Um, I'd rather pick up the phone and call you or see you in person. And just say what it is. Um, so, yeah. My advice to you guys is to, if you got a problem, just state it. Period. And, you know, after that conversation, y'all can part y'all separate ways. Or, y'all can have a middle ground and move on and be happy. So, um Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Kyla, (laughs) for um, having this. This is my first interview on the podcast, y'all. So I'm super, super, super excited about that. I'm going to be interviewing some more people coming up. So just stay tuned for that. Um, Let them know how they can get in contact with you, how they can find you and listen to your podcast. Let me tell (laughs) y'all. I love Kyla's podcast because it's like her episodes are like straight to the point. Um, and she really gives you some key nuggets that you're going to need in your life. So get your notepads because you're going <laughs> to need the little notes. Take your little notes, jot your little notes while you're listening. Um, so yeah, let them know all your social Yes, yes. So Instagram, Dr. Kyla Nicole Lurie. Uh, Facebook, Kyla Nicole is my page. Uh, my website, drkylanicole.com. Um, I always tell people I'm not hard to find. You know, email info at drkylanicole.com. So it's kind of just, um, you know, making sure everybody knows I'm, I'm really an email away. <laughs> I'm really a DM away. Um, podcast is Pause and Press Play, which they can find on Spotify, iTunes. 
um, and Podbean. And check me out. Follow me, of course. I'm here. You know, explore. Stay on the lookout. You know, is that what the young kids say? The lookout. <laughs> I wish they could have saw me like. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but <laughs> but again, right. thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And I just look forward to connecting with everybody. And again, I, I hope to uh, be back and have some thought provoking combo soon. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, like I said, it's 